Good morning. Welcome in on Friday morning. We made it Friday, huh? Another week down. The last Friday in May. DJ and PK. My good friend DJ will be joining us shortly. I'm PK. I'm with you every day. How about that? Well, not tomorrow. Tomorrow's Saturday. But I'll be with you Sunday. Sunday on television. 11 o'clock. Unless they don't have some dumb movie to make us go later like we did last week. I'll be doing television as I do every Sunday night. Channel 2. Please watch. And special occasion this Sunday. I'll have a haircut. Scheduled to get a haircut later this afternoon. First time in a long time. Well, since uh, probably late February, I got a haircut. Had to go down to Arizona for a wedding and got one then in late February. And hadn't got one since. It's funny. I was in high school and college. You get maybe one haircut a year, maybe two. Those were different times back then, weren't they? Long hair was in vogue. Plus, I didn't have any money. So, how could I get a haircut if I didn't have any money? Now I got money, so I'm going to be there at the salon at 11.30 this morning. So, Sunday, I am going to look spiffy, so please watch. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you watching. You know, when I go to get my hair cut today, there's a lady. She does it. Cuts my wife's hair, too. This gal is so intense about football. She is the foremost Dallas Cowboys fan. I've never met anybody who is more into the Cowboys who doesn't live in Dallas. Lives in Utah. She goes to games in Dallas. She knows everything. She asks me all these questions. When I go to get my hair cut, I bone up on the Cowboys because she's going to ask me a million questions. And really, she's not going to ask me any questions. She's going to tell me about it, tell me what's going on. And so... I will learn stuff. Now, there's not a whole lot going on now, obviously, so I'm probably not going to learn anything. And then she also has Utah season tickets, although I think those prices are going up, and maybe she doesn't want to do that. I think she's getting a little tired of those 8.30 starts at home that they seem to have. Yeah, if I was a fan for that, too, I'd be a little bugged by that. Maybe not so much early in September, but as you get into late October and November, eh, it can be a little wearing. I know it is for me. Just covering the games and not getting to bed till around 2 o'clock. And I'm wasted and wiped out the next day. So, I understand what they're doing. I'm a big Cowboy fan. You know what's really funky, too? Is that her husband doesn't know anything about football. I really can't believe that. She's literally the only person I know, a female, who is so into football. She can tell you everything. She can tell you who the practice squad members are of the Dallas Cowboys. And she told me one time she had to explain to her husband what a pick six was. Can you believe that? I'm shocked. Usually it's the other way around. But in this case, no. She's the big sports fan. He fixes stuff. Now, she has a bunch of brothers. Grew up here. And that's where she learned to be a big-time sports fan. Loves her football. Talk a little jazz, too, if she has to. If there's time. Talk a little NBA. Follows that to an extent. We can talk some NBA. Right? We can do some NBA right now. Well, they found out, the, you know, the Board of Governors meeting today. Uh, the folks, uh, general managers, had their meeting yesterday. And we're just getting reports, you know. What what I'm hearing is uh, probably the same thing you're hearing, too, from the national level. My good man, Adrian Wojnarowski, used to know him way back when. He worked for the Fresno Bee. He, was the, he wrote the columns, and Andy Katz was covering... Fresno State when they had Tark 
Utah had some great games there. But anyway, they're talking about what are they going to do for this postseason? What are they going to do for the regular season? Are they going to continue the regular season? They're going to have a opportunity to continue the conversations with the Board of Governors. Eventually, they're going to have to settle on something, right? Because you're getting all this momentum. I was on a conference call yesterday, Zoom, with the University of Utah, Mark Harlan. They're talking about June 15th, players in state. And then I uh, got the dates. I wrote them down and a couple uh, week or so after that. Players from out of state. And then uh, middle of July, the newcomers, I guess, most of the freshmen, will be allowed in, provided there's housing. you got to check that out. And they had the team doctor, Dr. Petron, also does work for the Jazz. Now, we'll have Dr. Petron on this morning at 9 o'clock. We'll talk to him about what is safe and how to restart college athletics because that's coming. That's going to happen. So sports is on the way, people. That's for sure. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Craig Bowlerjack. Talk to him about some stuff relating to the Jazz. Jerry Sloan, stay with us. 97.5, 1280, The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Thanks for joining us, DJ and PK. I'm PK. Craig Bullerjack is going to join us next. He comes to us on the Sprint special guest line. Sprint makes it safe and easy to get what you need online. Please visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Mr. Craig Bullerjack, good morning. How the heck are you? Hey, PK. How are you, pal? This is what we've been waiting for. Your show, solo. Take it. Run it. Go. Go, man. Go. Yeah, we're going to miss DJ. It's a shame, but, you know, change is inevitable. Yeah, there you go, man. It is a uh, – we're heading on to the weekend. So, uh, but no, man, it's good to talk to you. You've been doing doing well, right? Yes, absolutely. Just trying to get through and trying to enjoy life as much as we possibly can and – Grateful, grateful more than ever for this job because this job is a lot of fun. And even though we don't have live sports, we still have issues and things to talk about and have, maybe have an opportunity to have some more fun uh, than we normally would in terms of breaking down what we'd probably be uh, deep into Western Conference Finals right now. And so we're not involved in that. But, you know, there's always talk about who's best, who's this, who's that. And I thought I would make you extremely comfortable. We got a little surprise for you. By yeah. We had Steve Cleveland on, and he uttered a phrase that when I hear this <laughs> phrase, there's only one man I think of. So let's hear that phrase, Yuck. You know, to be honest with you, John, one of the greatest competitors that ever played in Adelaide, you're looking for pound for pound what, what he did for a long time. <laughs> John Stockton, yeah, pound for pound. Hey, how long? I don't know how long this discussion's been going on. PK, maybe up to fifteen years now. I mean, it's it's uh, Stockton was a was a toughie. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing when I you know when I got a chance to see him 
in those highlights again during uh, the last dance. Uh, it was it was fun to watch. The guy, no one thought he was that great a passer. The guy could throw it on a string, and I just like I, the guy was a competitor all the way. I mean, you know, that's why Jerry Sloan and the Carl Malone, those three guys, synonymous with the Jazz forever. I mean, just. They all thought alike. They all played alike. They all had the same goal: just go play hard. And that's uh, that was the beauty of that trio, right? Yeah, and obviously we have the passing of Jerry Sloan, who's the ultimate legend, not just here locally. Obviously, he is here locally, but you extend it beyond the NBA or into the NBA, and even basketball beyond the NBA. Just it has really been amazing to see what we've seen. We had the other day. Guy left a little thing on our app. You can download our app and you can create 16-second videos, right? Or not videos, audios. And so, Audio, yeah. And then Yach plays it. And he played it the other day. And the guy says that he modeled his life every day after Jerry Sloan. And he said sometimes he'd get up and he would have to go to work. But he didn't feel like going to work that day. But then he would think of Jerry Sloan. Literally, he would think of Jerry Sloan and how Jerry went to work every day. And he, you know, he had a glamorous job, paid him a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. But that wasn't the point. The point was about getting up and going to work every day and how he thought of Jerry. And that, in turn, motivated him on days that he didn't want to go to work. And we know all about the 1,000-plus wins in the Hall of Fame and the all-star appearances that Jerry Sloan had as a player and a coach, and they're all great. But as at its essence, it was about Jerry Sloan getting up and going to work. And I thought, wow, what a testament to Jerry Sloan that he's yeah. this person using this in his own life to motivate him to make sure he got up and got to work on time that particular day. Yeah, PK, that's really an ultimate compliment, right? Uh, yeah. If you, if, as, as simple as that sounds is to get up and, and go to work. But in reality, I mean, that's what Jerry always preached, and you know that. I mean, you know, I love your nickname is Jay Slow, and, and it's, it's, you know, and, and you, Jerry was, I tell you, I know it's, it's been nearly a week now, but it's, it's just, it still resonates. Uh, Jerry's special guy, hard work was his life. That was the core of Jerry Sloan. And all he asked you to do simply was to get up and go to work and give, give him and give the people who came to see you and pay your salary the absolute best you could. And he says, if you do that, I mean, how many times, how many times do we hear him say that? Then I'm good with it. I'm good. If you gave your all, I'm good with it. And, um, really a simple way of approaching life, right, uh, yeah. about work. And that's all he knew back in McLeansboro, and that's what got him to where he was and why he's a Hall of Famer. And also, uh, obviously, Larry Miller and him uh, trusted one another to the to the highest of levels, which is, as you know, P.K., golly, how many coaches come and go? I mean, I, I read, I forgot this, but I, I remember, but I read it again just a few days ago that every team in the NBA changed their coach during Jerry Sloan's tenure with the Utah Jazz. That's another compliment, another testament of just the work ethic, but also the reality of the Utah Jazz, and they, they had the ultimate trust in Coach Sloan. And even though he felt like on road trips when we'd come back and he'd say, Hill, Boulder, I'll probably get fired because we lost three in a row. You know, that, that was true, too, uh, PK, as you know. Him being fired in Chicago 
was another motivating factor for him throughout the rest of his career. He never wanted that to ever happen again. And he always felt a little bit looking over the shoulder like, hmm, I lose a couple three, what's going to happen? But yet uh, the dedication the, the Miller family showed, Jerry and his dedication to the Millers and the Jazz, I don't know if we're going to see that again. Pops and the Spurs would come to mind, but that's another time and place, right? Those two guys are war horses, and I don't think we'll see that again in, in professional sports. I was talking with our friend Gordon Monson, and, we're, and, I, and I was tell, telling him, I said, one of the things that has always fascinated me is how uh, people s- succeed in life, those who have had to create their own path and find ways that, you know, they didn't go into the family business or whatever it might be. They had to create their own way and how some people, you can get people from the same family and how some people are successful, some people aren't. I got a really good friend of mine who has achieved a high, high level, and yet his brother all this time has been in prison. And they come from the same family, obviously. And so I'm fascinated right. why one works, one doesn't, and how it how it works out. And, you know, Gordon was talking – I was talking about how in my family, my parents didn't go to college. My one sister, I have two older sisters, and the older of the two didn't. And then the next one did, and then there was a big gap, nine, ten-year gap between she and I. And she insisted that I was going to go and just – pounded it in my brain and I went and you know I like to think I made a success of myself so I had somebody point me in the right direction and, and what I'm getting at is with the jazz Jerry Sloan's he's done here on earth his coaching is done but when you look at a franchise and what a franchise is about you have to have some people who are pillars of that franchise and point the franchise in the right direction. This is who we are. And then other people come along, but they still sort of embrace that. So what I'm getting at is you've got Larry Miller, one, and Frank Layden is there, too. And then you've got Jerry Sloan. These people decided early on this is what this franchise is going to be. And don't you see now it's Quinn Snyder, Dennis Lindsay, Justin Zanuck, and so forth. These people... They basically are extensions of those other men who came before them, and this is what this franchise is about. So Jerry Sloan, he's in, even though he'll never go to another Jazz game in his life, his life, his life's over, but he'll ne- his presence, his physical presence will never be in the arena, but his legacy will be there for years to come. Yeah, PK, it's stamped in the mortar of the Jazz Foundation. I mean, it will not go away. And, you know, it's Larry and Jerry and Frank and Hot Rod. I mean, last week it was the big three, knowing that, you know, we knew we knew them all. Larry first and then Hot Rod and then, uh, of course, Coach Sloan. You know, we forget Tom Nasaki was part of this as well in the early, early days. Sam Battistone, but... The Jazz really, as you said, just said, started to build their identity with Frank, uh, with Larry then, uh, making a bull move, by the way. I hope people will always remember, um, you know, here's a parts manager for Toyota who gets a car dealership and decides to make the Jazz a part of the Utah culture. And what he did to step out and, you know, really go to the brink of financial, uh, he pushed it all the way to the financial, uh, what, brink, uh, for his family, but look, look at the outcome. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a hell of a story. It really is. Um, and, but the work ethic there, PK, is the same of what Frank and what, uh, Jerry and, and what 
you know, of course, Larry brought to the table was unmatched. And then, of course, building the arena just put the Jazz on a whole different planet in a way that uh, Larry was able to do that. If people remember, the fast track uh, was something that had never really been used or even thought of. But the architect would draw the plans. Larry gave him the thumbs up on the same day, and they'd be pouring concrete. I mean, when I was at KSL, we were, of course, Triad Center, five Triad Centers right across the street. I got to watch that throughout my whole tenure there with the with KSL, watching it during snowstorms. A guy up in a you know a little uh, the welder uh, during a snowstorm, you know, putting the roof on. Man, it was it was unreal. But I hope people realize that those three and Hot Rod's voice, uh, obviously synonymous with Stockton Malone. And I'm privileged to be a part of this franchise. But you know, it's it's a it's an incredible foundation, and you're right. Quinn Snyder has a lot of qualities. Different, though, because it's a different generation of player and how you have to handle guys who come out of AAU uh, basketball into the college ranks who play one year and out. Uh, but, again, he still expects the same thing. When I watch him march around the floor, PKSU, what does he want? Effort. And that's what Jerry Sloan was all about, too. Just go play. Give, 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 give the people who hired you and who come to watch you play, go play with effort, heart. And that's what Jerry Sloan was all about, too. You heard him all the time talking about heart. And he had a big heart, too. He may have been the tough guy, but down, down inside, he had a, a soft heart, too. He, he liked to help people, and he had a great sense of humor, too. Craig Bullajack joining us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. You know what's cool, too, Craig, is that this isn't – that long ago, when you speak of the foundation of the arena across the street from KSL being poured, that's not like 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago. That's like 25, 30 years ago. So it's not that long. So all of us can be a part of it. And you have literal memories of watching the arena go up. And in a sense, you know, the NBA being a relatively new sport and the Jazz moving to Salt Lake long after the NBA had been established, it, it really in my mind, and we're a small market to begin with, but it gives fans more of a, a connection almost to the point of ownership in the franchise. Yeah. I was just going to say, say the same thing. It's, you know, like the Packers in Green Bay and like the Jazz, there's ownership by the fan base. And I think everybody feels... Whether you are a red or a blue, whether you're a, a Coug, a Ute, uh, whether you're LDS or not, PK, I think it's the one constant within the state that it's all you're, you're, you're all one if you're a Utah Jazz fan, which is really intriguing because it's great to see sports bring communities together. And that's, that's the beauty of what, what we're in, the business we're in. That's what I miss is to see those games and to see the fans' intensity because we know how intense, educated uh, jazz fans are about the game, about their players, and about their league. And uh, it's it's missed. There's no question. And I, I, I hope, excuse me, I hope that we, you know, see this game come back to its, you know, its form soon. I still think, you know, whatever happens uh, when when uh, Adam Silver speaks uh, on Monday. Uh, whatever the, the the plan is, PK, it's going to be intriguing uh, to see if players respond to it, how they respond, if families will be involved, if a player doesn't want to play. Damian Lillard was pretty open about it, you know, but he wanted to play 
to make make the season have some importance to him and the, and the Blazers. Maybe the play-in intrigues him, if that's a possibility. But it's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing. And finally, I think all the guessing will start to get answers, right, early next week. And at least that's what we're, we understand, that Silver will come out with his plan. It sounds like Orlando is the home base. And, you know, we'll see how the bubble and who's allowed inside of it. And uh, I'd, probably the fewer the better. But it's it's still going to intrigue to see how we get back on the floor uh, without fans and uh, how the players respond to that too. Do you have any preference as far as what you would like to see in terms of what form of competition they choose? You know, I don't think it, no matter what they do, not everyone's going to be happy about it, PK. But you know, you can look at the play-in, you can look at the reseeding, you can go right now and have the Jazz play four and five, which would be Oklahoma City. Uh, if you do reseed, then the Jazz are a seven, and they take on uh, <laughs> the Houston Rockets. Uh, you know, no, I think in the long run, no matter what, uh, look, it's basketball, and people are going to be excited for it to return. But Bogdanovich is obviously out with the wrist surgery, so that's going to, you know, pressure the Jazz and their bench, and also put Joe Ingles back in as a starter. Clarkson plays a big role up the bench as George Niang, more minutes. So, you know, it's a challenge for the Jazz. But I think it's going to be a challenge, don't you, for every team uh, to come back, get back in basketball shape or some, some form of it. And also then the mental side, who is going to beat PK really engaged? Because what we've been through, you know, as a society is, is really been, boy, Let's be honest, mentally every day, um, you know, just the, the unknown can wear you out. Uh, the boredom can wear you out. But then you have to restart. And I'm just with some doubt, I think, of, of health, family. And it's, it's really going to be a battle of wills in some regards of what team actually can focus uh, in themselves back into this game that we all love. Um, I've got a feeling some players may not want to play. And then I've got a feeling that some players may not be that engaged because this season has an asterisk by it, and they'd rather just soon forget about it and move on and, and restart in December or whenever the league decides to go 2021, the new season. So uh, there's a lot of things, a lot of issues that are going to have to be worked out. I think there'll be some upsets, PK, don't you, in, in the first round? Uh, just because somebody may not play, someone's not in great shape, somebody, someone may not just be as engaged. Uh, so who's the leader? I mean, is Giannis Antetokounmpo really intrigued? How about LeBron? Uh, how about Kawhi? How about Donovan and Rudy? I mean, there's some interesting stories about, there will be interesting stories about uh, who wants it and who wants to win this very strange championship that uh, you know the NBA hopes to play. Yeah, nothing wrong with a little unpredictability, though. True. No, I think that's one of the intriguing points about it is that you put it out there, and I think that draws viewers even more. So, you know, I'm looking. I don't know this. I'm selfish. I would love to call the first round of the playoffs, but I understand the limitations too. Um, don't know if that's the case for local regional television, but the networks, uh, you know, have have a lot of money at stake, as does the NBA with uh, their national contracts with TNT and ESPN and ABC. So those guys are going to be in there televising on a pretty heavy basis daily uh, to get NBA basketball on the air. But there is intrigue, right? 
and I think that's going to drive the numbers up even more in viewership. I think we're going to find out how popular uh, how popular this game is, especially if they do uh, change it up, PK, because a lot of times, you know, just prior to the COVID-19, there was talk about in-season tournament play. Well, if you do reseed or if you do have a play-in tournament, it's kind of an opportunity for the league to maybe, um, I guess, play with a couple of ideas to see if they intrigue you know, the viewers and also the league and the players, because they're going to have to talk to the Players Association about it. And, but it's, um, it, 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 there is a lot of intrigue as we uh, kind of reach the starting point. Hopefully we'll get more news about it next week and, and hear the plan. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. PK, thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. That was Craig Bolajak. Coming up next, we will have Joe Ingles, our weekly visit from with Joe. Very informing and entertaining as always. Joe Ingles coming up next, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Hey, yeah. This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Jumping Joe Ingles, it is your lucky day because you're on with PK only today. How do you like that, Joe? <laughs> we'll find out in 15 minutes, I guess. <laughs> so, a bunch of stuff I wanted to get with you today. Last week, I, I, there was some type of manufactured controversy, I believe. Uh, apparently, you had said somewhere along the line that you're willing to take your family and go to the outback and never be heard again. And and that be created some kind of controversy on social media. Fill us in. What was that all about? Um, well, I did an interview when I was when we first got back from OKC, which, as you know, and all the other very intelligent people out there know, that was, what was that, something coming up to three months now, maybe two and a half months or something? Um, Yeah. And obviously at the time then, two, three months ago, the the unknown was was a lot more unknown than the unknown is now. Um, I I still don't think we fully kind of uh, know what what this virus can do, but obviously we're way better equipped with the, with the hospitals and, and all the work that, that um, kind of the frontline people are doing, which is which is unreal, uh, which we can talk about later if you want. But, um, and they asked me about, about playing. And at that time, I was absolutely in no way, shape or form going to put myself at risk or my family. And um, it's funny because the backlash of that was 
people say it's just the flu and you're, you're a basketball, like, just go and play basketball. Like, people don't understand. Uh, I get well. I figure people don't understand that although I do play professional basketball, I also do have a family and I've got a family that's got a special needs son who's obviously at a higher risk and, um, and that's why I said it. Um, and still to this day, and oh, we also knew that Renee was pregnant, which no one else really did. Um, so between Jacob and Renee being pregnant and that, and I obviously I stand by what I said. I'm not saying I didn't say it, but um, things, times have changed in, in what we know. And um, yeah, they, they got resurfaced by, um, I'm not even going to name who it was because I don't want them to get any more publicity than they already did but I had to obviously uh, let them know the context of what was said and when it was said so um, yeah just some bored bored people I feel sorry for people <laughs> like that like you've got to you've got to use a quote from three well you used a quote from three months ago with, with no context so people thought I'd said it like that day which obviously oh, I think okay. it was like a, a week or so ago um, alright yeah I had all these people asking me if I'm quitting and my agent's calling me and like it's like it's just if you put context to it it makes complete sense and I think the people that and uh, intelligent and understand would understand why I said it at, at the time that I said it that's no way at the time two and a half months ago there's no way I would have even thought about playing um, and I don't think anyone else was thinking about playing back then either yeah, that's what I didn't understand because I remember when you said it, and then I'm thinking, why was it out there this week? Did I miss something that Joe go on? It's a very bored, 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 not very researched bloggers or whatever they are. I don't even know what okay. they are. All right, I understand now. Thanks for filling Now, if it came what? from DJ and PK, then it's usually, it might be breaking <laughs> news. It, it, hey, it helped me spend 10 minutes of my time that particular day, so thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I wasted ten minutes of your day. <laughs> gave me something to do. Uh, how would you describe your physical conditioning right now? Uh, well, probably better than I, I thought. Honestly, <laughs> um, obviously we've talked about this a, a few times, and it's 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 just hard to know where you're going to be at because we've never been in this situation before, and it, that goes back to me talking about the unknown of it. Like, well, we've never, we've, we've never been through this. We've never been 60, what, four, 65 games into a season and stopped for two, three, four months, whatever it's going to be, and then potentially coming back to almost just play the playoffs. So, um, for all the people out there that really, really want to know, I've been going in the facility this week um, and last week and, um, I actually feel better than probably I thought I was going to feel. I, Renee and I were talking the other day. It's probably the most consistent uh, I've been able to lift properly because we. Uh, I'm not preparing for national team. I'm not preparing for um, the, the jazz preseason or whatever. So I've I've had six, eight, whatever the weeks have been of, of pretty consistent lifting, which we don't really normally get to do because there's always running involved yeah. and there's basketball involved and, and whatever so um, I knew strength and stuff wise I would feel completely fine and then obviously the, the running on the court getting your legs back was something that I was scared about and I took a few shots last week when I went in and 
one of my drills was to, to shoot and then to run and my first couple steps running felt like I was going to fall over and then um, <laughs> felt kind of pretty normal again. So obviously that that wind of, of getting up and down the court will, will take a little bit longer, but um, yeah, honestly, I, I feel a lot better than I was anticipating. So on these workouts, how's it working? You just come in on your own, you schedule an appointment, uh, you other guys there, how's it go? Yeah, so we're only allowed a certain number of players in the, the arena or, or the gym or whatever you want to call it. So um, the guys just kind of throughout the, the morning or day or whatever, we've got scheduled times and you go in your time and, um, yeah, get you, you have a coach who's heavily masked and, um, what do you call it, gloves and, and all that. There's a, a pretty full-on... Um, check when you get to the arena with your, your temperature and, and all that stuff so just making sure obviously that no one's bringing anything in and we, we have surveys we fill out in the mornings to if you've got any a runny nose or a cough or, or any type of symptom or anything then they, they jot it down and you, you well I'm assuming you wouldn't come in so um, yeah it's pretty full on but um, once you're out on court and it's only you and one coach and the coach like I said is heavily masked and gloved and, and everything. Um, it it felt, felt kind of nice to, to be back out there and just to, to shoot the ball a little bit and get up and down the court. And so how many times a week do you do that? Is it up to you? Uh, yeah, pretty much, I think. So they've got... They're, they're, there's, there's obviously rules and, and regulations, and I don't exactly know what they are, but, yeah, I've been going in three times a week. Um, I think it is, and then I do my my other stuff at home, like we've all been doing. So, um, obviously, everyone right now is is pretty pretty strict with it because it's the, the rules that the NBA's put out there. And obviously, like I said, we still don't know 100 percent about this this virus, so there's still yeah. some unknown about it. So, you everyone's obviously really cautious, and we do it as uh, as best we can and get in and out quickly, so the next guys can come in and there's. Everyone's going to be professional cleaners by the end of this, though, because they wipe down everything <laughs> you go near. Even if you don't touch it, they're wiping it down. So it's, um, like I said, it's, it's, it's extremely kind of full on, but it's obviously what has to be done for us to be able to get in the gym a couple of times a week. Joe Engel's show, Joe, Joe joining us for his weekly appearance, brought to you by Mountainland Supply. Uh, George Niang was on uh, one of our, uh, uh, with uh, Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard, and he was talking about, I want to see what you uh, think of this, he's talking about how uh, we'll, we'll just deal with this country here because that's where we're in. We're saying Americans in America needs its sports right now because it's something that we're so used to. And this time of year specifically, I mean, literally every year of my life, I've been in tune to the NBA and we would be uh, into the conference finals right about now. Yeah. And so his point was that, man, we need to get back on the floor because it'll be such a big morale boost to the country to have some live sports. We saw it with, I don't know if you, you're not a golf guy, but uh, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson uh, with two quarterbacks from the NFL played in this celebrity match. They raised $20 million for the virus and all that stuff, and it was broadcast on Sunday. People were watching it in droves. It had great ratings. Do you buy that you need to get back out on the floor just for the morale's sake? Um, yeah, if it's, if it's safe and that we... Obviously, the, the the players and the staff and the 
the volunteers and whoever whoever works on a on a game situation or whoever is, is safe, of course, but there's no morale boost if we do it and everyone gets sick and everyone's in hospital. It's a it's a probably probably the complete opposite of a morale booster if that happens. If you if we go out go out there and, and I'm saying this is, if things aren't safe and if, if the the rules and the regulations and the um whatever the, that's going to be by the NBA, if, if we all go out there and just freestyle and everyone gets sick, then um, we're kind of we're back to square one, really. So um, I do believe that sport is, a, is obviously a huge part in this, this country. I think it's a huge part in a lot of countries, but um, no doubt in my mind it, it has to be, be safe for everyone to, to do so because you've, I mean, you've got, you got coaches over the, the age limit that's that's more dangerous and, and stuff like that. So yeah, um, yeah, it's just uh, I'm I'm all for playing if if it's going to be be safe and and all of that. And um, uh, like I said in in my retweet to these um, unfamous bloggers, if if it's uh, if it's all safe to do so and um, the yeah, like yeah, everything's safe, and they've, they've done the precautions and the safety and, and stuff like that. Then, then I think everyone would would love to be out there, including um, including us. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see what the NBA decides, and um, until then, we'll do what we're doing and and see how it goes. What about the idea of being stationed? I guess, in a manner of speaking, in Orlando, is that appealing to you? Uh, it's not very appealing. Purely because of my situation, and, and I think a lot of guys would be in the same situation of um, what you would do with your families. Um, I, especially after this, I'm so used to being with my family now. Um, I am anyway, but then you, you see nine weeks or ten weeks or whatever it's going to end up being of complete put them to bed every night, get them up every morning um, and, and kind of have all day with them and, and then to pack up and leave for uh, who knows how long there's been rumours of different amount of games or just playoffs or, or whatever it is. Um, uh, it would be, be really hard and like I said, with, with Jacob's situation and, and Renee being pregnant and stuff, I don't think it would be that intelligent of me to, to bring them or to get them there because I'd be around... What five, well, probably more thousands or a couple of thousand people um, within a little kind of sporting complex or whatever that Orlando thing is, and then I'd be trying to see them at a, a house or a hotel or whatever. I just don't, I don't think it'd be very smart. So um, if that was to happen, I would, I would more than likely just leave the family here and um, probably be pretty grumpy for a few days here and there, and um, my teammates would just have to deal with it. <laughs> It's just hard. You get you get so used to this. It's like uh, we talked about earlier. Oh, it's been like we're kind of like retired life. Like, you, no, I don't want to retire. But I've like absolutely had no way had this much time with my with my family, and um, it makes you realize what you're kind of missing out on. Yeah, it's funny. You know, my wife's a school teacher at a local high school, and obviously they've been doing the online stuff. Well, today she had to go in. And uh, last night I said, you can't go in, man. I, I got to see you in the yeah. mornings. I mean, we've been doing this now for two plus months and, and this is our routine and you get in a routine and if you like the other person and, you know, I like my old lady, Joe, and uh, I like having her around. And so she's a feeling mutual. 
She probably wanted to go to work. Uh, yeah, she was thinking, man, it's about time. <laughs> I've been trying to go for two months. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have no, to ask just, her if the feeling is mutual. A, but it was weird. Uh, yeah. It was weird seeing her going out the door because you, you just yeah. get used to it. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've played, for whatever, 13, 14 years of, of the twins are nearly four and I've, I've never got to spend this much time with them in, in their four years. And that seems, well, it sounds really sad because four years of their life and the most I've spent with them in you know, consecutive time is, is what, eight weeks or whatever we've had. Um, yeah. And that's, like, in the off-season, I obviously get time, but I'm still training and Renee's training and, and we're all over the place. The kids are at school, Jacob's at therapy. Um, so now it's like, yeah, I've, like I said, I've... I've had no better feeling than, than getting them up in the morning every morning and putting them to bed every night. And yeah, being able to, like you said, cook dinner with Renee every night and get up in the morning and have a coffee together before the kids get up. and um, Just stuff that I guess is normal to a lot of people is is what we don't get to do. Um, a lot of them, even regular working people. So, um, yeah, when we when it eventually obviously one day it's gonna eventually go back to, to pretty normal. It's gonna be a, a very weird situation. So can I say for this time being, get this, you have become a regular Joe? <laughs> <laughs> well, I try to be a regular Joe anyway, but I've definitely become even more Yeah, it's just like the routine is like you said, you get so used to like we we as sad as it sounds we nearly do like the same thing every day like we get up at Renee gets up way earlier than I do but I get up which is obviously before the kids and we always have a coffee and then we get the kids up we kind of get the kids ready slowly and breakfast and whatever Jacob has therapy and we one of us takes Miller to do something for a couple of hours while Jacob's doing therapy and then we go home and have lunch together and then we hang out in the afternoon and then bed and bath and dinner routine is me and Renee we get to watch it's just a, the, the days um, are sometimes slow but to, to do it with those four is, uh, is awesome so I'll be devastated when I have to do it with uh, with George and bloody Quinn and all these people <laughs> same thing but with Quinn and George what is your preference? Because there's been a lot of discussion, well, go right to the playoff, have a playoff for a playoff, have some regular yeah. season games. What are you thinking about that? Man, I don't, it's, it's, I, if coming from a, like a player's perspective, I, I think you want games. I think you want some, some regular season games before the playoffs. I think you want to, if we went right to the playoffs, it's obviously going to be a little rusty. Um, like you can have one week, two, three, four weeks of training camp or whatever they're going to do, but playing live competition is, is so different. Um, uh, yeah, if, if I was making the, the rules, I would have some component of, of games. Just uh, Everyone's going to have, if, if there's say 10 games, everyone's going to have two or three pretty ugly games, I think, and, and to get your rhythm back and your team. And let's, let's be honest, there's going to be, I mean, it's inevitable that, that people are going to get injured. It's there's been stuff in Australia. The rugby team, one of the rugby teams in, in Melbourne, went back and had three hamstrings in a back in one of the first few sessions. They they were out there back back practicing. So um, I think the German league soccer, Renee said, five of the eleven guys got got soft tissue injuries in the in the first game back. 
Um, so th- there's going to be injuries. So I think, um, obviously, on our our staff to kind of do what do the best we can to to have us ready for that. But then also, um, yeah, just having some some not warm up games, but lead up games or whatever it is to to get guys back in rhythm a little bit. Obviously, by the playoffs and, and as you guys are fans and stuff, people working and, and fans of the game, they want to see the best the best basketball possible. And I don't think. I don't think that'll happen going straight to the playoffs. Did you have any interaction with Jerry Sloan, Joe? Oh man, it was fun. Like I now, now obviously, I now you, you look back and you, I, I wish more. Um, you hear the, the like it was really cool for me on the obviously the day that he passed away was for the jazz jazz world and the basketball world is an extremely sad day and. I got on Twitter and, and just scrolling scrolling through Twitter and reading the stories and the different things. It was I wanted to tweet out like, "Tell me your best Jerry Sloan moment or story," because obviously being a part of this organisation, you you know a bit of the history and stuff like that. But um, I only kind of came across him a few times um, when I first got here. He was around at practice a, a little bit, so I, I saw him a bit of practice and stuff, and would always say hi and, and have a brief conversation, and then. Um, obviously, as as his situation kind of deteriorated a little bit, he wasn't around as much, and um, you could shake his hand, and, and and it was kind of a quick hello, but um, not as much as what I would have obviously loved to have loved to have done if I was here earlier. Or um, so it's a, yeah, like I said, it's an extremely sad day for for the whole basketball world. I don't think just Jazz fans, but for um, basketball in general, and. Um, yeah, it's one of those things. I just wanted to keep keep hearing stories and different things because there was some some funny stuff that he he used to say or do. And um, yeah, it was it was really cool to read those things. Obviously, celebrating a a great life that he had. You obviously, even though you weren't here, you understand his place in jazz history and in the NBA for that matter. Yeah, um, I think like I said, when I first got here, probably not as much. I knew who he was and um, what he'd done and and that, but. Um, obviously the more you hear and the more you see in stories and then like I said bumping into him and you bump into him and then someone the next person's like oh do you remember when this and, and stuff you just start kind of generally talking about these people and um, yeah he was uh, like I said it's it extremely sad day so well, Joe, uh, thanks for coming on this week. I look forward later today to read some three-month-old comments that you made and drum up some more controversy, okay? <laughs> thank you very much. All right, we thank, thank Joe for joining us. Coming up next, what is trending? 7 o'clock hour, and we'll get to the heart of the show. DJ will be with us. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.